Do you ever wish you could pack up your suitcase, travel the world, and run your business from anywhere? Well, that's exactly what our guest today did with her family. Jessica Klasnick was living the American dream. However, she wanted more time with her family. So they sold everything, downsized, and traveled in a teeny tiny RV as a family of five. Over the past five years, they've been recalculating what happiness means to them, breaking away from those societal norms of how life should be, and intentionally living life each day on purpose. Jessica doesn't teach you how to recreate her best life. She teaches you how to discover your own. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. You're definitely a woman after my own heart, Jessica. I'm so happy to welcome you today. Yeah, thank you, Young. This is so great to be able to connect with you like this. Yeah, and I, I love this idea of global business and being able to run your business from anywhere. And we actually met through a mutual friend and you know, we don't live in the same places, but yet we were able to connect. So the magic of the internet is at work every time I get to hop on interviews like this. So that's super exciting to start with. Yeah. Isn't that true? It's changing everything. And I think now more than ever, because of this global pandemic, people are realizing where they once thought, no, I have to go into an office to do my job. They're saying, no way I can do this from home. I could do this from on the road. And it's opening up a whole new world of possibilities for literally families everywhere. Yes, and in a few minutes, we'll dive into the story of your family and how you kind of got to where you are right now. Can you take us back, though, before you started traveling, before you decided you wanted more time with your family, before you decided to give up the American dream that you thought you wanted to have, take us back to where you were. What were you doing? Were your what was your husband doing? And what were your kids doing? Yeah, so that was just five years ago. Uh, we lived in a suburb of Denver, Colorado, and my husband worked for a prominent law, uh, a financial firm on Wall Street. And he had been there for close to 10 years. It was literally his dream job. When we got married, he told me exactly what he wanted in his career, and he was living that dream out. And we had three young boys. At that point, they were two, four, and six. I was staying at home with them. I had given up a lucrative career and um, became a stay-at-home mom. And we had what most would consider to be a dream life. And we had a sprawling house in the suburbs and a manicured lawn and truly everything we wanted. We would go on vacations. We would see our family um, that lived in Florida at the time. And, and we were living every day, you know, day in and day out to the uh, typical, I would say, American dream. I think so many people listening can relate to that because what they once thought was their dream life or their dream career years later 
they're thinking, wait, how did I get here? Why did I think this was important? And I love that you have the idea of recalculating your happiness, where you and your family literally said, we have these things, but is it really making us happy? And for us to stop and question that, I think, first of all, that's a huge huge step that sometimes we forget about in the day-to-day of just living and just doing and doing the things we think we need to do rather than doing the things that light us up. That's exactly right. And for us, we were just kind of living the same day in and day out. And with me being home with the kids, I wasn't seeing that. The boys weren't seeing that, my husband's. And I got to thinking like, this is great on so many levels. We're so lucky. But there's some really big things that we're missing. And for us, the, the biggest was time together. And Matt and I had always been such big proponents of family and eating family dinners. And yet for most of the time the boys were alive, we didn't get to do that. And somehow we just overlooked it because so many other things were great about it until really we sat down and said, hold on, this is not aligning with what's important to us. Was there a day in time where you just decided you had had enough of this and you just drew your line in the sand and said, you know what, we're just going to do it differently? I mean, I would like to say yes, but it just doesn't ever happen that moment, <laughs> right? So the first time I brought it up to Matt, I said, you know, we're missing you, babe. Like the, the he didn't know where the boys went to preschool, right? That was like a real determining factor. He didn't know where their preschool was. He would, you know, leave Monday morning and come back Friday night. So he wasn't involved in any of those things. And so I slowly started to bring it up with him. Some of the concerns I had, some of the ways I wasn't feeling like we were aligning with what we really wanted in life. And I think slowly, I mean, this took over a year. He started thinking, gosh, this really isn't what we were hoping it to be. And it really wasn't an overnight success. It was, you know, slowly day in and day out thinking, how could things be different? What is it that we're really wanting and really letting that settle in on our heart? And and, and once that did, then there was no stopping us. But up until that point, it was a slow roll. It, it, It certainly didn't happen overnight. So it took you about a year to make the decision to kind of be out there living independently, traveling, taking the kids, being together. When you made that decision and you knew it was going to happen for your family, what did the rest of your family and your friends, like what was their reaction? Yeah, well, the first step was actually we decided that we were going to travel with my husband. So he kept the job on Wall Street and we just loaded up our suitcases, the boys and I, every Monday morning and we'd pop on an airplane and go visit all these great cities. And while he worked, we would homeschool and explore the cities. So when we would tell people about that, they're like, wow, that sounds great. (laughs) There there wasn't any big shock value there. But about a year later, when Matt decided to leave that job, that's when we got lots of pushback. I mean, it's against the norm. He was at the height of his career. He was getting awards, taking, you know, big sales trips as, you know, um, rewards for doing so well. And so for him to step back from that, it, it took a lot. It, he had to put his ego aside. I mean, you know, you're getting patted on the back every day for 
bringing in sales and doing so good. And the next thing he knew, he was like teaching our kids how to add numbers. I mean, <laughs> it was a very big awakening as to what that would look like when you leave something that you're good at and that's providing financially and decide to take a, a really different step in your life. And so at that point, we, when he left that job, we packed our suitcases and we took a year and we literally took a trip around the world. We started in New York and we ended in Sydney, Australia and made about 20 stops in between with our kids. Wow. When I think about that and the excitement that there must have been in this experience and seeing new places and being able to homeschool your kids and teach them things like history in places where the history took, where it actually uh, happened. I mean, that just sounds like such an amazing way to live. However, I do know that life on the road is, can be challenging. In yes. the beginning of this adventure of yours, when you were doing the, the year around the world, were there ever times when you thought, oh my gosh, what are we doing? We made a mistake. We should go back home. I mean, I would say probably for the first three months, every single day, we're like, what did we do? We <laughs> lost that job. We're never going to get another job. We, we were using our savings to travel. You're with your kids day in and day out. And my husband was not used to that. He was used to being in corporate boardrooms. So it was shocking on so many levels. And I think it, it wasn't probably until about our fourth month that we kind of got into a new groove of what our day in and day out was like. We were in a good mental place to deal with that. And that's when we really started to see some big changes within our family dynamic. And I love that you shared that it took some time to kind of find that new rhythm because I think a lot of us, I know me particularly, you set out to make these big changes and you know you're excited about them and you, you want to do them and, and, and you want to, you're totally gung-ho. And then just a little ways into it, there's that part where it's kind of the schlep, where it feels hard, where it feels like, oh my gosh. So I love that you shared that it wasn't immediately like you fit in and you started doing all these things and it was awesome from the beginning because I think that's the reality with so many life changes we embark on that it's going to be different in the beginning because we don't know what to expect. It's not the norm to do the things that we're doing, mostly even in entrepreneurship. So I just appreciate you and your honesty in, in that bit. Yeah. Well, and I think who we are as people was we, we were the same person doing all of these new things. And we had to change a little bit in the process in order to adapt, in order for those to be fulfilling and exciting. And we had to really work on our thinking about this, right? You're going from earning money to now spending your savings. And it's like, whoa, what are we doing? We don't want to spend money on this, but we're traveling. And so there was a real balance of change that had to happen with not only myself, but Matt and all three of our kids. Right. What was your kids' reaction when you told them you're going to go do this big trip? Were they excited? Did they know what to expect? They, no, we had never really traveled before. I mean, we would go see, you know, our family in Florida for Christmas. But other than that, Matt and I had traveled a little bit, but nothing like this. So when we first told them, they were excited, but they didn't even really know what it meant to travel for a year. They didn't understand that that would mean leaving friends and packing up their house. And that was a real challenge. We, we rented out our house in the suburbs when we went on that trip. And for them to put away all of their you know, favorite blankets and uh, pack away their clothes, it, it, they were sad. There had to be a lot of 
conversations around why we were doing this and why it was important to our family. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think it was just important that we shared with them that we're not doing this because we think we're just going to be happier all the time. We're doing this to get a new experience of living. And we should know that it's going to be hard sometimes, just like it is hard not to see dad all the time. And, um, it, you know, everything isn't going to be perfect. So we never went into it with the expectation of it's going to be better on the other side because it isn't. It never is. Bad stuff happens all the time. And so does good stuff. Absolutely. It's so well said. Now, as as you were traveling, I know that you are a life coach now and you have a lot of training in different modalities. Was that something you did before you traveled and then got back into it because the travel kind of necessitated that? Or was it something you discovered along the way? It was something I definitely discovered along the way. I think it's always been inside me. Like if, if, if I were to look back at how I spent my free time, you know, in college or as a recent college graduate years ago, it was always reading personal development books or going to workshops or looking at ways to improve myself and look at things differently. But it wasn't until we were traveling that I heard people saying to me, oh, that must be so nice. I wish I could do that. Or, man, my husband and I have talked about doing things like that, but we could never do it. And I was thinking, well, I, I'm not special. We, we don't have tons of money. We didn't have a trust fund. We, we really took the initiative and made this happen for ourselves. You, you can too. And so when I started thinking in, in those terms of how can I help people that really want to make different changes, not necessarily traveling the world, but changes in their career or changes with their relationships or changes within themselves. Um, this was the most practical way to be able to help and serve in, in that regard. And so I got certified to be a life coach through the life coach school. And then I took my years of meditation and yoga practices and got certified in, in that as well. Well, I first of all want to acknowledge you for listening to what people were asking and then acting on those questions. Because sometimes I think I know, again, me personally, I've done this where people will say something, they'll ask questions. It's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Whatever. I kind of yeah. blow it off. I kind of blow it off because it's, it's, it's not difficult. It's not hard. It's, you know, cause my, my perspective is, is not where it needs to be to, to hear those things. So the fact that you were able to say, Hmm, People keep asking about these things. How can I use what I know? How can I learn more about myself and, and, and how we can change our beliefs and our mindset and do all these things and then dive into coaching so that you can now help people, like you said, not wanting to necessarily travel around the world and, and live from a suitcase, but really to dive into some of the bigger changes they want to make. So tell me about who you love to work with. I love to work with women that just want to create some sort of change in their life. The kind of change that they have on their heart that they think when they make that change, their whole life will be different. And for some women that might be losing 10 or 15 pounds. So let's just lose that weight and get on with it so that you can start living your life. Like I feel once we can do that really easily, lose that weight or stop over drinking or get a job that gives you flexibility or love on your kids like you want to, then the world really starts to open up as far as what's available to you. That's like just the start, but that's what always people get stuck on. They can't get past that like first hurdle 
that one thought that keeps them from, from having a, a bigger expansive life that, that they really want to live. So I want to show them, let's just lose that 10 pounds and then we'll start figuring out what you really want. Cause that 10 pounds, it's like no big deal. We'll get that in no, no time, no problem at all. Yeah, I love that because I have a mentor who always asks us, who always tells us to ask ourselves question after question, asking, okay, tell me what you want. And that's the first level. And then he'll keep asking, okay, well, why do you want that thing? And why do you want that thing? And typically the reasons we want certain things like losing weight has nothing to do with that thing, but it has something to do with something that's completely unrelated that you kind of tap into when you do things like work with you and you're able to ask people questions about, okay, tell me more about this. And then you can dig in and find out what it is they really want. I think all of us need someone in our lives that, that can do that for us or help us do that because we sometimes are really bad at asking ourselves those really hard questions. Well, of course, and our brain wants to keep us safe. It wants to protect us and say, you're okay not having that. You're doing just fine. It's okay if your relationship with your husband isn't quite how you want it. You guys are doing okay. And your brain always will try to convince you to keep things status quo. But when you really start to work and challenge yourself, it's really interesting what will come up. Yes. And every time it's going to be different every day of the week, every time, you know, whether it's morning or night or a Monday or a Sunday. Yeah. Every time we dive into so these true. things, it, it, it's fascinating the way our brains work and it, we're not wired to, to want to create these changes, but to stay safe, like you said. So I think this idea of psychology and, and really having this guide or this mentor to help us discover things that are already part of who we are, but we are just we're just blocking for some reason, because I know that I've, again, experienced um, so much of that in my life and, and finding the right people along the way, them asking questions or, or them just saying, well, you know, tell me more about this, or how come you're not doing this when everyone's asking you to do this? You know, I had this conversation yesterday with a good friend, she's like, I think I've been talking to you about this thing for like three years now, and I'm, I'm glad you're finally doing it. <laughs> and I thought, wait, I guess I just wasn't ready to hear it, you know, all these years. <laughs> And oftentimes it's just having a new perspective. Clients of mine will say, I literally never thought I could think mm. that. And it's, I mean, we talk for 15 minutes and their whole mind explodes from just one question or one new perspective that can literally change your life forever. Oh, so good. So tell me, how do you attract the right people to you that you love to work with? You know, I really don't work on attracting the right person to me. What I work with is just sharing, this is how I can help. If you think that resonates with you, let's see if we're a good fit. And we always start off by having, uh, I do a free consultation for any client that wants to work together because anybody I work with, I want to make sure we're going to make an impact. I want to make sure that we're really going to have the energy we need to create the change that they want. So we start off there and then we decide if it's a good fit from there. So I really think it's just somebody having the determination and the wherewithal to say, I think I'm ready to make that change. Yes. Changes. Yes, changes can be difficult and hard. So having someone like Jessica in your corner can definitely help you to tackle some of those things, give you this perspective to say, I never thought of that before. And even those little subtle shifts help us to move into the direction we want to head into. So, so tell me about this. So you, you're sharing your message. How do you share it best? So what, what I really want to know is when you're out there sharing, do you like to create content that is on a video? Do you like to create podcasts? Do you like to write? What, what is your go-to when you want to share what you're doing? 
Mm, that's such a good question because it changes so much for me. I, I, at first it was through written word. Like I liked writing these really long posts for social media and we've got a blog and I liked really sharing my heart that way. But then I realized that there are so many nuances that I wasn't conveying that were so much better through like a video. So now I tend to do a lot of video, but I'm suspecting that that's going to change and it will be who knows what, what kind of form. Um, I, I definitely have it in my heart that I would like to write a book at one point and I'm, I'm starting to sit on that and, and discover how that can happen. But I, I think it's ever changing. Oh, I love that. And and I think for a lot of people listening too, you know, we, we are told by mentors that are really well-meaning, like, okay, to, to be successful in this, you need to have a blog. So you go and do the blog thing, but then it doesn't really light you up. And then you try to still do this thing because you set out to do it, but then somewhere along the way, you lose the joy of doing that thing. So the fact that you said that it changes with you, that you feel called to do different types of content, I think that's a really important lesson for all of us, because I always believe that Content creation should be about what is the easiest for you to do? What is the fastest way? It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be drawn out. You know, if people don't like to write, making a video and having a transcription, which they can then use for a book, like that's how I love to see content because it really can be as simple as sharing what you do, what you love, and then using the tools that are out there to create all the rest. It's so funny that you bring that up because I always thought like in order for something to be good, it had to be hard or order, <laughs> in order for me to be successful, I had to work a ton and, and exhaust myself. Literally my gauge for how successful my day was in corporate America <laughs> was how exhausted I was at the end of the day. And now I had to rework all of my thinking about this. And I decide what sounds fun today. I mean, using fun as a gauge is so atypical. Who does that? But it's such a good way to not get burnt out in what you're doing and to really be joyful and have fun and be able to serve as many people as we can. Yes. And that word fun, I think... So many people are scared by it because like you, I thought things had to be really hard and you had to struggle. Yeah. And, you know, we're told that from when we were a little kid, you have to work really hard in school and get good grades. When you get good grades, you go off to a good college and you work really hard again. And then you go, you, you graduate and you go work hard for somebody else. That's kind of like the cycle of the norm in, in North America anyway. That's kind of what we're taught from a young age. So yes, I had to do a lot of deconditioning myself when yeah. I started doing things like content repurposing because it felt easy. And it was really fun to, to, to kind of uncover these things that could, could do the work for me. And I thought, wait, I feel like I am cheating. When I published my first book, I literally thought someone was going to call me up and say, you are a fraud because I literally took a series of blog posts that I had written and I published them into a book. I hired an editor. We added some things in and we published it. And I just thought someone was going to call and say, you did it wrong. You didn't work hard enough because it was so easy. And I was just afraid I was going to get found out. Isn't it like, it's so interesting. How, how did we get that? How did we get that conditioning? Because what I found then is when I started doing things that were really fun, I wanted to work harder because I was having so much fun. <laughs> exactly. Why would I not do it? So it's this complete like 360. I wasn't getting burnout. I was enjoying time with my family and I was successful too. It, it, it was like too good to be true. Yes. Yes. And fun. Definitely. If you use that as your new guide or your gauge for how productive or how much you got done in a day, 
thinking about it in relation to the fun you had. Did you enjoy yourself? Was it a struggle? Did it come easy? Because I think once we find the fun, everything gets really easy. We get into flow and things just happen in a way that feels like magic, but it's because we're not so stressed out about, you know, making quotas or, or, or getting our checklist done or being yeah. productive in a certain way. So for those of you listening, I challenge you today to have your barometer set for your level of fun. I don't know if you want to put it onto a piece of paper from one to 10 or, you know, rate your day at the end of the day when you reach, when you're, before your head hits the pillow tonight on a scale of one to five, one to 10, how much fun did you have today? Because mm -hmm. When you do things like this, like Jessica has shared, I think, again, it's a way to pivot your perspective to get us to see new things that were always there, but we weren't allowed to, or we weren't letting ourselves see because we were so caught up in the non-fun stuff. But really yeah. when business can be fun and you take an inventory of that every day and that's your measure of success, imagine what your life will look like in just 30 days. It's truly imagine what that could look like. And I think that that comes into play of, of do it your own way. Like you were saying, there's so many ways we're told to do things. And I always kind of like to march to the beat of my own drum. So I like trying and experimenting, doing things differently than, than how everybody else is doing them. But I would say if you're sitting down because you think you should write a blog post today, because you were told you should post three times a week on your website, you, you're doing it because you want to connect with your audience. But when you connect with your audience in a way that is truly enjoyable for you, that's how you're going to get a true connection. So if it's not the blog post that day, what could it be? Maybe it's, you know, write, writing something out on social media or in, in having like a quicker interaction with somebody. Maybe it's interviewing somebody else and sharing your ideas with them. Think of what, what could be enjoyable in that moment. And you get the same result connecting with your audience, but in a way that you enjoy it. Amazing. Such great questions. And that goes along with the idea of fun and having life be enjoyable and doing things in our day that we enjoy because that changes how people are receiving your message. If it's in a way that you're ready to, to share that day and maybe one day, like Jessica said, maybe it's a blog, but maybe the next day it's a video or maybe it's a social media post. Whatever that looks like for you, just again, is it fun? Is it enjoyable? Can I connect easily with my dream audience by doing these things? And so if you have those as your guide, I think it makes business, especially online, feel so much more fulfilling because we're not doing the things that you know we're told to do. We can actually break the rules and do things that satisfy us as humans and satisfy our need for growth and contribution in ways that nobody could calculate or formulate for us. We really have to go discover those things for ourselves, And when we do, again, it, it's really a magical process that starts to unfold. Yeah. And here's the question I always ask is like, why would somebody not do it that way? Like, why would you choose not to do it? And, and I think after working with so many clients and I'm talking through this, it's because when we have the checklist of all the things we should be doing, we feel certain that we'll get to where we want to go. If we kind of go rogue and we do it our own way, we don't feel as certain that we're going to get to that point of success or the, the clients that we want or the amount of money we want. And we have to trust ourselves. and trusting ourselves is really 
hard to do. So if you can cultivate that trust and cultivate in that certainty that you know where you want to go and you're not exactly sure what that chest look, checklist looks like, that's when you can start taking that, that action from a, a fun point and an enjoyable point and then still get the result you want. Because that's the thing is I just don't want you having fun all day, but not making the money you want or having the relationship you want. I want you to have all of that. And, and that's when, when you know you're, you're really doing it right. Ah, such a good point. Are there activities or exercises or things that the listeners can do to start leaning into a place where they're trusting themselves more so they can do things their own way? Yeah, absolutely. I think the very first thing is what I call a thought drop. And a thought drop is just where every morning you sit down and you write down everything you're thinking in It'll be interesting when you first start doing this exercise, your mind might go blank and you're like, I don't have any thoughts, but it's those little thoughts that are scampering across your brain that you don't want to pay attention to. That might be, um, my husband frustrated me when he didn't take out the garbage this morning, or I don't feel good in my pants. I ate too much, or it, it could be anything, right? Every single thought down and really put into the physical form what's happening in your mind, because oftentimes those thoughts are affecting our life in so many ways that we don't even know. So just being able to start by saying, huh, I can't believe I just listed 30 things I was thinking about <laughs> and 25 of them were about how I hate my life. I mean, just so you can get a really good perspective on it. And that's, that's a, a great starting point is to really see what's happening up there. That's such a great exercise. I'm going to start doing that because I know inevitably throughout the day, all these thoughts that I, I could have just put on paper in the morning are going with me throughout the day, interrupting other things I need to get done. So I think that productivity also could be benefited by getting rid of all those things first thing in the morning, maybe when you have your cup of coffee. I definitely know that I need to start this. So if you're out there listening and you want to start doing thought drops in the morning, reach out to us for sure. And Jessica, I want to make sure that people know where to find you because this idea of thought drops. And I know it's just one of the many tools that you use to help your clients make some really big changes in their lives. Where's the best place to connect? Well, the best place to connect with me directly as a coach is my website. It's jessicaklasnick.com. Um, but if you want to read more just about our family and what we've done and some of the changes we've made and how that happens, um, you can go to recalculatinghappiness.com. And that's our website that just shares our family's story. And what's interesting on, on the website is my husband puts in his two cents because his perspective on all this is very different than mine. It's so it gives you like a he said, she said perspective on some of these changes and, and some of the things that we had to go through individually to make it happen. Yeah, so good. And when I went to go check out that website, I was actually surprised because I was I was thinking that the, the video was going to be you because I think you started at the beginning of the video, you were talking, and then your husband narrated the rest of the video. And yeah. I thought, oh, that is really super interesting because often when people have a business and they're in a family work together, you only hear the one perspective. So I love that you're balancing that out as well. And you're bringing him into this mix and he can share from his perspective, what things are like, because it is just nice to hear both sides of the story. Isn't that true? And to just not hear how great it is, but yes. to hear some of the challenges that we've had to overcome and, and some of the challenges we're still facing on a daily basis. I mean, making big changes, although it, it, 
get you to where you want to be in the end, obstacles come up, problems come up, and you have to be able to work through those and really um, figure out a way to navigate some of those instead of just giving up. So good. So can you give us your best advice for people who are listening, who are, who are building these businesses and they really want to build it around everything that makes them awesome, but maybe there's a little hesitation there. What is your best tip for helping them to create this business that is a reflection of everything that makes them awesome? I love that we talk about our own awesomeness because so often because we live with ourselves, we don't even realize all of our gifts and all of these really unique things that we have. And so I would say the biggest tip, and this is a challenge, um, is to figure out what you want, decide that you want it, and then not worry how you're going to get it, but start taking one step in the direction of that that, that dream or that desire um, and just really give up on like having to have that control of how do I get there in the steps? Just take one step. It's headed in that direction. Um, a, a good example for us is we knew that we wanted more time together. And when we decided that as a family, we, we brainstormed about doing an RV trip for a month. We brainstormed about maybe Mac getting another job and me starting to work. So maybe he would earn less money, but he could be home more. So we knew what the end goal was, more time together, but we didn't plan out exactly how that was going to happen. We brainstormed and we marinated on that until we came up to the decision of, oh, let's just travel with him and he can still work his job and we'll see him while he's traveling. So give, I, I think though, just setting that goal and not worrying about the how gives your brain the space to think of a lot of different options. Ah, such good advice. Not worrying about the how, giving up that control of the end result, but knowing where you want to go. Such amazing words of wisdom. Thank you for sharing that. Before we wrap up, is there anything else we haven't covered that you really want to make sure you're, you're sharing with the audience? Yeah, I love this question because there's always things when you end a podcast interview that you're like, well, I wish we could have talked about this. <laughs> and I think, you know, one of the big things to always keep in mind is that when you're making changes, just know that it's going to be uncomfortable. Don't let being uncomfortable be the reason you don't make a change. I've heard so many people say, well, I got uncomfortable. And so I just figured that wasn't right for me. No, when it's uncomfortable, <laughs> that's the very cue that says you're moving in the right direction. Staying comfortable is what's kept you from getting where you want to go. So mm. be willing yes. to, to sit in that. So good. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So well said. Jessica, I am so grateful that Rebecca connected us and we were able to spend time together to dive into all the good topics we dove into as far as making changes, living your life your own way, building a business around your awesome. I so appreciate you for saying yes and for sharing your wealth of knowledge and just for showing up as your awesome self today. Thank you. Thank you, Young. Thank you for all the work that you do and for putting this out there so people can see like we, we are awesome. We are. And, and sharing that is our most important thing that we can do. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you. Yeah. So what did you think? Did you have some big ahas listening to Jessica share her story of selling everything and traveling across the world to live a life of their dreams? 
I know there were so many aha moments for me and I'm looking forward to connecting more with Jessica and, and seeing how their story unfolds because I am so inspired by everything that she and her little family are doing. Next week, stay tuned. We talked a little bit about play in this particular episode and next week I have a special guest who we're, we're going to dive deep into this idea of play and how it can help you to become more of your awesome self. Stay tuned and I'll catch you next time. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Let's continue this conversation inside my Facebook community, the Arena of Awesome, while it's still free and open to new members. Come share your biggest takeaways and ahas. Plus, every week inside the arena, you'll get access to me, and I may even share content I don't share anywhere else. Until next time, my friend, go out there today and amplify your awesome.